Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We talked about it. We've talked about it enough, I think, for one four-hour show. But the news story of the day probably is. Is Trump announcing or not at some point today? Well, he either will or he won't, and we'll talk about it tomorrow and see what the reaction was. Have you heard anybody suggest that he's not? Nope. Me neither. I've heard plenty of people encourage him to not, people that used to be fans. Right. Or at the very least, wait till after the Georgia runoff. But we'll see. But he said, nah. Hey, so they might, this isn't cynical, is it? So yesterday, Jeff Bezos... One of the world's richest people announced he's going to give all his money to charity. Then, like an hour later, the story came out that he's firing 10,000 people from Amazon. I don't think that was a coincidence. It's rather an odd uh, A-B, one-two punch. Yeah, he wanted to get it out because, you know, the, the, the screaming from you socialists is always, these billionaires should just pay whatever they have to pay to any employee forever. And not run it like an actual profitable business because they're giving them a free lunch at Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so I think he got out ahead of that by announcing he was going to give away his entire fortune, which lots of billionaires do. Um, and then the news came out that he was going to fire a whole bunch of employees uh, at Amazon. But Amazon, just like Facebook and Twitter, are tech stocks that, that took a big hit and are having profitability problems and are letting a bunch of people off. It's that simple. 
Well, and you know, the same way a rising tide lifts all boats, uh, during very difficult times, if you have a sprawling, fairly complicated empire, you're going to look at the various aspects of it and say, all right, that part is working great. That part is never really taken off, you know, et cetera, down the line. And the stuff that's just not so hot, you get rid of it. You end it. And that's unfortunately 10, 15,000 people worth at Amazon. Oh, and, and, uh, Twitter just announced another uh, set of layoffs that come unexpectedly. So, what are you going to do? Right. The whole tech ride, whether you're an investor or a worker or a mogul, it's a it's a roller coaster. Came across this. I thought it was absolutely terrific. The title is "How to Be a Successful Politician in California." Wait now, you're listening around the country. You're thinking, I don't care. Oh, this is so revealing about the way. The politics works in a blue monolith of a state. The subtitle of this by Edward Ring, who's a really interesting guy. He's written a couple of books about California politics. He's the, uh, um, I think he was the, he co-founded the California Policy Center. So he's a thinker about policy and politics. But um, how to be a successful politician in California. Early voting lets us know how many votes we need, and ballot harvesting lets us control how many votes we'll get. And Ring writes, the following conversation never happened. It's for the reader to decide to what extent, however, this conversation reflects political reality in Cal Unicornia today. Two people in this conversation, the candidate and the government union operative, because that's who owns the state of California. Candidate says, it's a surprise you contacted me. I never thought I'd run for office. I don't know how to run a campaign, and I'm not well informed on any of the things I might have to manage if I get elected. Union operative said, that doesn't matter. We've profiled you and determined you'd be a viable candidate and develop into a politician we can count on. But I don't even know how to begin this process. Don't worry about that either. Here are all the forms you need already filled out. We'll just put your name and personal information, and you'll sign them. We will submit them. We will follow up. Candidate says, where will I get my money to campaign? Where where will I find a campaign manager? Government union operative says, we do everything for you. We found a treasurer who will process all of your donations and expenditures, and all you have to do is approve them. We have a campaign consultant who will run your campaign for you, and will run a separate independent expenditure campaign, which allows us to avoid campaign contribution limits, and you will not have to do anything. Candidate says, what about my opponent? Union op says, Don't worry, we'll outspend your opponent by whatever amount necessary to ensure victory. They have to do everything themselves, knowing they're going up against us. They have to raise money from small contributors. They have to constantly hold petty fundraisers. They haven't got access to our government union contributions, and the corporations won't help them because they're all afraid of us. Unless your opponent is wealthy and willing to burn through a good chunk of their own personal fortune, they won't have nearly enough money to compete with you. Candidate says, what will I campaign about? What will I say? Don't worry. We'll tell you what to say. We will write your campaign literature. We'll build your campaign website. We'll handle every detail. We have all the money we will ever need, so we hire the best political consultants. We've learned exactly what voters respond to, and we will attack your opponent as an extremist. But shouldn't I have ideas of my own? Shouldn't I stand for anything? Uh, No. Leave it to us. Just be available for photos and to sign documents and checks. Candidate says, what if it's a close election? Won't all this be for nothing? 
It probably won't be close, but if it is, we know exactly what to do. If early voting trends show your opponent's party turning out in stronger than anticipated numbers, we'll invest more money in ballot harvesting during the weeks before Election Day. Our ballot harvesters know which household residents have registered with our party. Early voting lets us know how many votes we need, and ballot harvesting lets us control how many votes we'll get. And it's legal. You can't lose. Candidate says, can't my opponent's party do the same thing? Government union operative says, theoretically, yes, but it costs a lot of money to engage in science-based ballot harvesting. And you see, haha, they haven't got any, any money. What's really funny, though, is that we've convinced Californians that we don't have very much money, that we're the underdogs, and that our opponents are spending us into the ground because they take contributions from corporations and billionaires. And guess what? We're the ones who get almost all the contributions from corporations and billionaires, and they don't. Wow. Candidate, candidate says, what if you can't find enough households with voters registered to your party who haven't voted yet? Or an earlier voting trends show that I could be behind. Relax. We have a lot of tools in our toolbox. Even though the last day to register to vote as a traditional voter is October 24th, we can assist people with same-day registration as a conditional voter right up until and through Election Day, November 8th. We know who to register. For example, our teachers' union has ensured that the vast majority of young voters are thoroughly conditioned to vote for our party and to despise your opponent's party. We have a profile for every eligible voter in the state. We know where every person under 30 is living, and if they're not registered, we can get them same-day registration, then we'll harvest their ballot. Candidate says, isn't it kind of weird that California permits early voting to begin a full month before the November 8th election and allows counting and certification to last all the way until December 16th? Doesn't it allow you to manipulate the election outcome during this extended voting period? So what? It's legal. We control the politicians, which means we write the laws, and we made all of this legal. And final question and answer. What if my opponent raises the fairness of the same-day registration and ballast harvesting to ensure victory? You're a quick learner, but you still don't get it. We have all the winning messages. If your opponent questions the ethics of ballot harvesting or the accuracy of the registered voter database from which ballots are mailed to everyone or the injustice of taxpayer-funded government unions recruiting candidates and paying for their campaigns, we'll just call them an election denier. Oh, yeah, I've heard that phrase a lot lately. Those people are fascists. Right you are. Welcome to the team. Now just sign here. Wow, that's How pretty good. How good was that? That's pretty Edward good. Edward Blanking Ring, if you need him, we will post a link to that essay at armstrongandgetty.com. Send it to all of your friends for the good it'll do, which is very little. Yeah, that is that is something. Same-day registration, ballot harvesting, blanketing the landscape with millions of ballots, whether you still live there or not. The fix is in. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to point out, it doesn't take some sort of magical hacking, hacking of Dominion voting machines by mysterious Venezuelans or any of that crap. They write it into law. If I'm going to be a uh, grown-up about this, though, I feel like... You just got to recognize, okay, that's what the 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 state of play is, and you got to compete the same way. And the Republicans can raise as much money as 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 Democrats can. I mean, they'll come from different places, but they'll raise a gazillion dollars. And uh, but but they haven't put their efforts into this. Partially, not blaming it only on Trump, but partially, Trump went anti mail in ballots. Republicans had dominated mail in ballots. Since mail-in ballots became a thing, 
It was just a truism that Republicans voted through mail, Democrats showed up same day. That flipped in just two cycles, partially because Trump tried to convince people that mail-in ballots were wrong for some reason. Um, but anyway, got to play the same game and do the same things. It's the only thing you can do, isn't it? Yes, but it'll never happen. Well, not never. That's a silly thing to say. It's extremely difficult to make that happen in California because of where the contributions come from. Well, it might be impossible in California, but nationwide, I, I, you just got to play the same by the same techniques. Or effectively convince people that that's unjust and leads to uh, a voting practices that are untoward. Oh, yeah. If you can change policy or law around voting, that'd be that'd be fine. I'd be all for that. I hate this whole month-long election thing. I don't think we're going to get away from election deniers on both sides as long as we have month-long elections. And, you know, I can make a pretty easy lawyerly argument in favor of the Democratic Party because everybody's so in love with this notion of everybody should vote every cycle, no matter how much they know or don't know. And so if the Democratic Party goes to an 18-year-old's house and says, hey, you're eligible to vote. We have the, that in our records. You haven't registered. Here's your same-day registration. Fill this out. Here's your ballot. Fill this out. Now hand it to me. I'll turn it in for you. There's a pretty good chunk of the public, the public that would say, well, that's good. They voted. We have a democracy. Voting is good. So I, you're probably right, you know, at the in the end. They just got to play the game better than the Democrats, or they're doomed. Yeah, that is that was a troubling little screed there, though. Tell you what, though, control of the unions. I grew up with it. I've seen it. You can compel them or convince everybody in a giant government union to show up and vote in a way that you can't convince just average citizens who have an average citizen's concern about the government to vote because the union members are getting paid. They're there for their own direct financial self-interest, which is why FDR thought government employee unions were a horrific idea. FD freaking R, folks. (laughs) End of rant. (laughs) So Joe broke the news on this. He believes Elon Musk is having a crack up. And you might be right, and I've got more evidence of that. I like Elon. I'm an Elon fan. But I do think he may be cracking up. And uh, another, like, personal battle with a new Twitter employee. <laughs> Who's got time for that? When you're running a space company and the, the, the sixth most valuable company in the world in Tesla and a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> uh, that and other news on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it 
your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yo, yo, yo. I thought we were playing a joke, didn't I? Number, Number three? three? Yeah. Clip three? No? Three? Three? Perhaps in a different language. Tres. Drum. In Arizona, two teachers who are husband and wife were fired after students found their OnlyFans account. They would have been sent to detention, but that's actually how one of their videos started. No. The world of OnlyFans is something I don't know anything about. I hear about it. Uh, pops up in the news now and then, but I don't know much about it. Is it as big as it seems to be, or is it? Oh, it's huge. Is it's it? It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Many millions of dollars being made. Naked pictures and that sort of thing. Are, I just, but is the, I don't get the supply and demand ratio. Is there enough demand for every average mom, school teacher, whoever, to put naked pictures up and make any money? Yes. Well, Again, the, the mystery is not, uh, I think the mystery is, how do you not get that? It is self-evident. It is surprising. I will grant you that. But, but it's just like, it's like your um, uh, TikTok facts that you had a, a couple weeks ago, that the average person spends 80 minutes a day on TikTok. Well, yeah. I spend no minutes a day on TikTok, so somebody else has to be doing twice as much, right, to get to that average. Or And I think that's true with lots of people. Same with OnlyFans. I've never spent a second on OnlyFans, so for it to be that profitable, there must be a lot of people that spend a lot of time looking at second-grade teachers and librarians or whatever uh, naked on TikTok, on uh, OnlyFans. Well, I think the appeal of it, and I've never spent a second on it myself, is that you have a connection, even if it's not much of a connection, I mean, there's the girl in the magazine, the classic example, or, or the uh, mattress actress doing some sort of porn scene or what have you. There's no connection whatsoever. But on OnlyFans and similar things, you can actually communicate them with them in real time and or message or 
you know, you're a member, and there's there's not much of a connection. It's a little sad, but, you know, it depends how you approach it, I guess. And then from the attractive woman making money standpoint, if you could get past the ooginess over it, and I would think it would be quite oogie. But so you're a above average looking 38 year old mom, and I gotta just lay on this bed and look alluring, and I can make you know uh, the, the weekend going out with the girls' money. Okay. Well, if or if you're thoroughly average looking, but willing to really you know get up close and personal with the camera, yeah, that will and, and get your kink on. Well, okay. So you think they might get some enjoyment, not just cash? They're getting some enjoyment out of. Well, no, it's mostly cash, I would suspect, mm. although I suppose some women and men, because there are plenty of men on it, too, enjoy that. But it's such a lucrative business. I, I do things. I have done things I didn't particularly enjoy for money for many hours of many days. My life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Boy, I keep seeing Garth Brooks showing up on the television, and I just found out why, because I hadn't listened to any of the news stories. He's starting his new Las Vegas residency thing that various acts have done. Brittany, Celine, Celine, Elton, and there is crazy money in that, right? Crazy, crazy money. Plus, you don't have to tour. No. So I'm sure Garth is spending, he probably lives in a 40,000 square foot rental house somewhere. They limo him over to the show. He sings his, uh, his favorite songs, which he enjoys doing anyway for 90 minutes every night, and makes, you, you can't even imagine it money. Well, and he said every and, show. And by, the, and by the looks of him right now, then he, <laughs> then he hits a couple of the buffets. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, that was childish and idiotic. One of the real good guys in show business. Yes. And Jack takes a fat shot at him. He's just <laughs> awful. Awful. Maybe that's uh, why he's doing it for the buffets. Oh, classic. <laughs> he's also said every show is going to be different. Different set list, different approach. Oh, cool. And and almost every show a special guest. Oh really? Yeah, and he yeah. he's 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 got the pull to do that. He's got enough songs to do that and he's got the pull to do that. Well, and it's like a 12-minute flight from L.A., so how many great musicians can he say, hey, would you mind coming over? And they oh. say, heck yeah, I will. Cool. I'm going to have to check that out myself. Uh, we got some Elon stuff and other things on the way. If you miss an hour, get the podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What is this? I got you your ear. No, it's not. This ain't my ear. Yes, it is. Cherry pie punch. My ears don't taste like cherry pie. Yes, they do. Man, they don't. Yes, they do. Why, I ate your ear, I should know. Well, you're right. Maybe we should have told people what that was before we played it so you could fully enjoy it. What is that, Michael? That is Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield advertising their cannabis edibles called Holy Ears. And, and they're little ears with bites out of them. And obviously yucking it up about the fact that Mike Tyson once chewed off a chunk of Evander Holyfield's ear during a heavyweight boxing match. Went cannibal on him. Yeah. Which Joe and I watched together. And is one is one of those events where I can still picture the room I was in. It was so astounding. To quote Thin Lizzy, man, we fell about the place. Holy cow, what a day. I like their uh what would their jingle? Holy ears. <laughs> is there some sort of equation about um uh, whether it's emotionally or culturally or whatever? Where with a certain amount of distance, everything is just silly, no matter what it was. I mean, that hasn't happened with, I don't think, the Civil War or the Holocaust. But, um, you know, it's like my example of I went to the Cane's Chicken and you had a big smiling picture of wrapper iced tea on it for the, on the iced tea container. I get it. Iced tea's iced tea. Yes. I was a disc jockey when Cop Killer or whatever that was was a song, and he was like one of the most feared, dangerous men in America or something like that. Now his smiling face is on the iced tea container. Uh, I feel like this is similar. I mean, so now it's just <laughs> two guys yucking it up about how you once were such a freaking lunatic, you bit my ear off. <laughs> well, and the, there was so much there. The, the lisping weirdness of Mike Tyson, Holyfield playing along, the fact that in terms of like cultural cachet, that's a little past due, right. that whole thing. Yeah, you got to be uh, like just, practically our age to remember it. So, yeah, and the two of them, and it's pot edibles and the holy years. And just, do you want to wow, hear it again? There. I don't know if I, I want to hear it. I kind of do. Okay. I do, yeah. 
What is this? I got you your ear. No, it's not. This ain't my ear. Yes, it is. Cherry pie punch filling. My ears don't taste like cherry pie. Yes, they do. Man, they don't. Yes, they do. Why I ate your ear, I should know. Well, you're right. The hell! (laughs) (laughs) A Twitter employee who was fired by tweet after criticizing Elon Musk ripped the billionaire and his advertisers as a bunch of cowards last night. Former Twitter software engineer Eric Fraunhofer received a public pink slip after he engaged in a war of words with Musk on the platform yesterday. The dispute began after Musk tweeted an apology on Sunday for Twitter being super slow in many countries and attributed the problem to poor app function. I actually saw that tweet because I'm I'm now a check Elon's Twitter feed a couple times a day guy because <laughs> it's often very entertaining. Uh, the response was, I have spent six years working on, t- working on Twitter for Android and can say this is wrong. So the engineer at the company told the owner... It's not my fault, I guess, is basically what he was saying. And that tweet got more than 133,000 likes from people who hate Elon because he might allow Trump back on, I guess. I'm not even sure what the... considered voting Republican. I guess. I mean, what is the hatred of Elon from the left? I don't even understand it. Is it just what you said? He's criticized the utterly one-sided censorship of Twitter. Former censorship. So then the world's richest man who's running several of the biggest and most important companies on the planet apparently has time to get into Twitter disputes with individual employees, then tweeted, then please correct me. What is the right number? Musk responded. Twitter is super slow on Android. What have you done to fix that? Fraunhofer fired back with a lengthy threat explaining his view on Twitter's slow performance. Um, and then they sparred. Uh, I think these are the reason, the three reasons the app is slow. First, it's bloated in features, blah, blah, blah. It gets into stuff that you're not going to be interested in. And then uh, Musk did not respond to that thread, but then later uh, responded with a two-word tweet, he is fired, which the... Uh, that's three words, Joe Biden. He's fired. Oh, with an apostrophe. He's fired. <laughs> And, of course, the social media world that thinks Elon Musk is evil for some reason that I can't quite nail down um, went crazy on how evil it was that he fired this guy. I, it's, hmm. I didn't read the thread. I don't know if he had it coming. I mean, I can't get on the air and just, you know, call out our bosses as incompetent. No. They're not, for one thing. No, but. the coverage of this whole Elon Musk thing is really pissing me off. It's so ridiculous. Where do you work? Whoever's criticizing you, wherever you work, you get to just badmouth your employer and your employee, uh, the, the company and the guy who runs it on a regular basis? Or do they ever tell you, hey, something's broken, you didn't fix that right, and you just got to suck it up and keep your mouth shut? I don't, I don't, I don't get the... Beyond double standard, people are pl- applying to Elon Musk and the company of Twitter. Did you see that one uh, tweet that Elon Musk put out about how Twitter's the number one generator of uh, outside link clicks online? And 
And Twitter users offered the, the official Twitter banner said Twitter users have offered perspective on this tweet. And they tweeted, this is the opposite of true. Facebook generates 75 percent. Twitter only 7 percent, blah, blah, blah. So Twitter allows people to criticize the head guy's tweets. Right. Uh, that doesn't sound like fascism to me. It's kind of funny that he got it so wrong, but that's beside the point. Uh, and I would say Joe said earlier that uh, he thinks Elon's cracking up, and I, I wonder, I mean, how could he possibly be this granularly involved in the in one of his many companies that he's arguing with individual employees, and he he looked into what their lunches cost and cut back on them and all kinds of different things. I mean, that that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's like uh, the president of the United States getting into an argument with an individual employee of the mint, say, <laughs> and yelling back and forth and talking about how, you know, the, the look at look at what they've got there at the buffet at the mint. I mean, that's way too expensive. And he's he's writing letters and he's personally showing up. They never do. They even delegate it. How is Elon got time to argue with individual engineers? I wonder if he's amazingly successful and bad at delegation and has somehow been able to uh, succeed in spite of that. Because, God, how do you through enormous intelligence, crazy energy and not needing much sleep? Right. Uh, Because with his money and everything like that and connections i would think he could say say to someone you know i would think you developed some sort of right hand man or woman at this point hire me the best person at cost cutting that exists and then have them come in and pour through it and if they decide the free lunches are too expensive then give them the authority to do away with them but it's just Mm -hmm. why have them report to me twice a day or whatever yeah or once a week but no, Elon's pouring through the numbers. We mentioned this story earlier and has decided to cut the free lunches that they provide at Twitter because Elon decided there were there were more lunches being prepared than there were employees showing up. Or more people preparing breakfasts, right. he said, than, than eating, them. eating them. Yeah. <laughs> but why does he know that's, that? That's, that's not the, a good ratio. But that's the whole question. Why does Elon know how many people are eating breakfast at Twitter? Yeah, you know, anybody who's ever uh, had bad ideas or bad habits or whatever knows, sometimes you can get by for a long time doing things in a way that just doesn't make all that much sense if you have enough energy or intelligence or whatever. You're maybe a good liar or what have you. It feels to me like Elon is officially flailing, and I could be wrong. Sure looks like flailing. So yeah. if he works, he said at some point he was working 120 hours a week. Um, that would be three work weeks per week. So that's like three employees of your caliber applying themselves to something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe but that's it's all how one doing. human being. And until you completely lose your mind. Burning the candle at both ends and a blowtorch in the middle. Right. And he's got 10 kids, including uh, twin babies. So, you know, you know what that's like. He's probably up for those feedings. Helping them get to sleep, helping them with their homework, <laughs> going on field trips with them. Oh, jeez, Going on field trips. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we may see the, be seeing the crack up. We've never seen a crack up of a world's richest man, have we? Oh, Howard Hughes, I guess. <laughs> well, right. Howard yeah. Hughes was yeah. living in a in a penthouse in Vegas with long toenails, allegedly, so. Yeah, but that's kind of a slow speed crack up. I mean, that's more a falling apart. Michael, did you have a comment? No, I was just thinking this is the first non-science thing he's done. Everything else is SpaceX and building cars and yeah, Twitter's I, completely different. You I'm, know? Gl- I'm glad you brought this up because I did. He knows a lot about coding and algorithms and that sort of stuff, apparently, um, from his PayPal yeah, I would, years. Uh, 
I would disagree. This is technology. It's just a different okay. sort. Okay. But hmm, but the whole uh, uh, content moderation and all that sort of stuff, that's a different, that's a completely sure. different world, oh, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. But there is a tendency I've noticed throughout my life, and it, uh, I find it annoying sometimes, that people who are successful at one thing have a tendency to feel like they or think they are also geniuses at everything else because they've been successful at this. And it's mm-hmm. possible that you're just really good at running a restaurant, but don't know anything about healthcare or schooling. And or, it's or also any more possible than anybody else. That he's so into Twitter, he's the wrong guy to run it. Too close to it? Yeah. Yeah. Too enthused about it. He might too be, involved in a day to day. He might be like getting back to the restaurant thing. Um, uh, I've heard it said many times that uh, people that run successful restaurants didn't start a restaurant because they like food. You had to be a businessman, not a fan of food. Twitter might right. be, uh, Elon might be, he was a fan of Twitter. The wrong, just like you said, he's the wrong person to run something he's just a fan of. Mm-hmm. He's got 115 million followers right now, and he tweets out just sometimes crazy crap that you read and you think, how are you positive? I mean, how do you, you got nothing else to do but this? Well, and you know what's funny here? I'm, I'm grabbing my phone. I'm going to open up Twitter. I, I would say the chances are outstanding that he has tweeted something in the last 10 minutes. Um, that will be entertaining or nutty. There he is. He's the second one in my feed. I would like to apologize for firing these geniuses. Their immense talent will no doubt be of great use elsewhere. There you go. That sounded like snark, which is what That's Twitter in response is. to a tweet that was, uh, Elon has fired numerous employees who are critical of him on Twitter and the company's slack, according to Protocal. Well, yeah, that's the other thing that he does is seems so crazy for a guy as busy and rich as him. He reads the comments. So he tweets, and then he apparently reads the comments and argues with people. I yeah. yeah, I think he's losing his mind. <laughs> oh my god. Uh we will finish strong next. Could this meeting between Burns of the CIA and his, and his counterpart lead to any progress in getting the two American hostages, essentially, detainees, uh, Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan, released? Yeah, so interestingly, we are told that this was a topic of conversation between Burns as, and his counterpart, the Russian intelligence chief. And ultimately, though, there's not a lot of optimism here. Um, what we're hearing is that there really is not a lot of movement on the issue. It was discussed by Bill Burns, but it was not the main subject of conversation. The real main meat of that talk was about the nuclear weapons use. So it remains to be seen uh, whether there's going to be any progress moving forward on the detainees there. And that poor WNBA gal is been sent off to a penal colony whatever that means and don't know where she is for certain yeah hey just for the record because we've had a couple people say you stupid idiots she took drugs into the country what did she expect blah 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 first of all thanks for the angry lecture my simpleton friends here's the response she and her russian basketball team are sponsored by a giant powerful russian oligarch who has the ear of Putin, very, very important people in Putin's Russia. She did the same thing she always does under the sponsorship of the giant oligarch. Shows up with her gear and her pot oil that she enjoys to mellow out or whatever under the protection of said oligarch. But this time, big boy Putin said, yeah, we need a pawn and found something to arrest her for. 
I don't doubt she had the hash oil or whatever the heck it was. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. And that ain't material to the question. That's not the key point of the story. Right. She got set up because she's an American. Speaking of Russia and Ukraine, Russian airstrikes rained down on Ukraine's power grid. This is the first lashback since retreating from Kherson. In regions as far west as Lviv, 40 miles from the Polish border. Putin sending missiles 40 miles from the Polish border, prompting emergency blackouts in the capital of Kiev and elsewhere around the country. Uh, man, you are playing with fire. You send missiles that close to a NATO country. Well, not only that, but if I were in charge of hardening the Ukrainians' resolve, I might suggest, I don't know, take get some peaceful cities and lob some missiles into them to make sure they hate Russia as much as everybody else does. Brilliant tactics there, Vlad. Man, you accidentally have a missile go into Poland, and then you got a worldwide crisis on your hands quick. Oof. Indeed. Um, on the meme front, somebody just sent me this. The older I get, the more I understand why roosters just scream to start their day. That does seem like a good way to do it. Wake up in the morning. I can't do this again. I can't. Oh, boy. Um, I had another news thing I wanted to mention, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, here it is. Uh, somebody took the time to compile the graph of the most popular emojis and how they've risen and fallen over the years. Emojis really kind of just really hit in about late 2013. Sounds, the, sounds about right. Their peak use was around. Thumbs up. Their <laughs> their peak use was around 2014, 2015, and emoji use has actually declined since then. It's still popular-ish, but its peak was around 2015. I wonder how many, why so many people abandoned emojis after that. I'm doing my part, big smiley face. <laughs> It's the uh, smiling face with heart's fries is the current number one emoji. There you go. Admit me, chorus to this history. Who, prologue-like, your humble patients pray. Gently to hear. Kindly to judge. The final thoughts of Armstrong and Getty. Actually, actually, my emoji talk was inaccurate. I'll correct that during my final thought. Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Please do. Accuracy is our hallmark. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo, our technical director, will lead us off. Michael? Yeah, I got to go shopping for my eating pants just nine days away Uh, till I put on those jogging pants. And basically, I use them for one meal and then I throw them away. No, because of all the stains from the food. I believe oh. I'm, I'm going to be eating canned pork and beans for uh, Thanksgiving this year. And this is not a plea. Please don't invite me. I'm not looking for invitations. Oh, but, uh, invite okay. him. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. <laughs> oh, He'd God. love to go to your oh, home. Oh, my God. That was a cruel thing to do. What? <laughs> Jack, a final thought for, oh, we're working on the producer position. Many fine candidates, and they will soon have final thoughts for you. But, Jack, final thought? At one point, the smiling face emoji with hearts for eyes was the number one emoji, but it has dropped off in popularity. It looks like from the graph, the current most popular emoji is thumbs up, which is actually pretty handy. That's just, you know, functional, utilitarian. Uh, also very high, the crying with laughter, the heart, and the... Fire? Just fire. What is fire for? You're hot. That's hot. That's fire. That's, I don't know. I, I want to burn your house down. I don't know. Uh, I'm looking at Twitter. Sure enough, that, that fired engineer dude 
Just woke up to the news. More tweets were summarily fired last night. At this rate, no one will be left to run Twitter. Somebody replies that unpopular opinion. Elon Musk, founder of PayPal and Zip2, has a pretty good understanding of the Internet. Then Elon responds, Starlink, he's rebuilding the Internet in space. So maybe I know slightly more than some guy who wrote code for a website. Elon. Winston Churchill, don't stop and throw rocks at every dog that barks. Don't you have anything better to do? Wow, arguing with individual employees. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. It is over. I said bye. Adios, mofo. Son of a are you sure of that dude well yep absolutely ah! okay so let's go out with a bang well except for white people because they're the oppressor so they don't get any freedom <laughs> says the modern freaking stupid militant marxist scum wow Whew, wow that was zero to 60 i would say thank you all very much armstrong and getty judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This message comes from Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.